Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club. Every week, me and Miss Pooh go back and forth picking movies, thinking of something new and interesting to watch, and expanding our horizons. Miss Pooh, how are you doing? I am doing good today, Dean. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We got to watch uh, kind of a, a, a cult classic, one of my uh, guilty pleasure picks. A cult classic that I've never heard of before. Yeah, you know, some sometimes those happen. And speaking of this cult classic, it's the last installment in our Guilty Pleasure Month. It is the last installment, but it will not be the last one for the show. We'll probably come back to this little foray later on in the year. Did you enjoy the, the Guilty Pleasure picks? Uh, yeah, yeah. Romeo and Romeo plus Juliet, I enjoyed. There were things about it that I was like, that's just awkward, but it was a fun ride. Twilight was less bad than I thought it would be. It wasn't good, but it was less bad. Okay, that that's an improvement for you. What about uh, you, Boo? How'd you like these uh, uh, these picks? Starship Troopers was alright. Uh, Can't believe you didn't like that movie. I mean, it was entertaining, but... It's a masterpiece. Bugs. Why'd it have to be bugs? But... I enjoyed our movie today a lot more than I did Starship Troopers. And what is the movie we'll be watching today? Well, why don't you plug it since this is your film? Well, ladies and gentlemen, for the final film of Guilty Pleasure Month, we have the 2006 classic Stay Alive, the up-to-date only horror sla- or only slasher film ever released by Disney. Because they own Hollywood Pictures when this movie came out, so it's kind of a weird get, but yeah. That's so weird. Yep. Also, um, for those who are in the know, this is not the director's cut, which is actually a really good movie. This is the theatrical cut, um, mostly because I felt this was the one that more people have probably seen, and more people probably had like an ability to get a hold of, um, but... My personal favorite is the director's cut, but both I find incredibly enjoyable. So, and I, yeah. I'm glad you clarified the movie, because when you first told me, I thought we were watching Staying Alive, you know... Uh, the Bee Gees song? The, the Bee Gees, song? I'm like, is he trying to tell me we're watching Saturday Night Fever? And I'm like, okay. And then yeah. I was like, oh no, that's not what we're watching. Oh no. And yeah. I, I know you love yourself some Travolta, so I thought... Maybe we're going back to, you know, treasure. to the disco times. Like, that That might be entertaining. Do you got a problem with the disco tech? What do you mean? I enjoy plenty of disco music. So weird. Disco was dead. Just like the reception this movie got on release. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. So, I, I think I tore into Twilight a, l- a little bit last week. Oh, you tore into it a lot. We had to record it twice because you were just so, somebody full-on was, ranting. Somebody was very angry with me. I may have crossed a line in a few times, but whatever. But well, I I'll mean, let you, you take the lead. You also ranted for like 15 minutes straight, so... I do that a lot. Yeah. So, so I'll let you take the lead this week. Go so... ahead. Where do you want to start? Where all do you want right, to tear well, in? I don't remember this movie coming out at all. I don't remember hearing about this movie. I would have been in high school when this dropped. Mm-hmm. So how did you find this movie? Uh, I know for a fact I did not see it in theaters. I'm pretty sure I got a DVD copy of it. Why does that on sound, accident? Why does that sound kind of like the the plot of this story where this game has just appeared and it just lands into our 
protagonist Hutch's hands. This movie just speaks to me. But I will say <laughs> that the, uh, I didn't get a bootleg copy. Mine was a real copy. I got, um, I want to say it was probably like a couple years after this movie came out. Maybe 2008-ish. Okay. Um, I probably got a hold of like the DVD copy of like some bargain bin. Your and favorite. My absolute favorite because you find gems in those. But yeah, it was on probably on sale for like a couple of bucks. I was into horror. I've always been into horror movies. This yeah. was a slasher movie. This was a gaming movie. I like video games. I like slasher movies. It worked out. So I picked it up. You have the same haircut as Hutch? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, this movie is very influential in my life. I didn't even realize that until we watched the movie today. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. So, it was, I was excited to watch this when you plugged it last week. Mm -hmm. It sounded interesting. I, I kind of like these cheesy movies. This is around, you know, my high school time, so it's funny to see the technology, the clothing of the period, you know, uh, Frankie Muniz's upside down uh, visor the, that he wears. Oh, that was the, oh my god. Yeah. That was some... some early 2000s uh gear right there the flip phones oh yeah yeah i mean you were still salivating over that alienware laptop okay that alienware laptop is a classic it has a oh man this was back when alienware was probably still like becoming a thing in like computer video gaming um mostly because like pc gaming was like weird in the early 2000s and they were like, dude, look at this. You could just tell this, like, Alienware was a sponsor of this movie because it, like, saves one of the characters' lives at the end. Like, this is, there's some sponsorship going on, but it's whatever. It's fine. And it's got, what, it's chrome or it's steel? It's, it has some weird, like, chroming on the back. I don't know. Because I know they make a big deal out of it. It's like, yeah, it's got the chrome finish on it. It's like, yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, good old, good old. Good old product placement in, in our horror movies. Good old 2000s. But yeah. So, Boo, where do you want to actually get started here? Because I know you got some questions. Because we were, you were, I saw you, you were like engaged for like the first 20 minutes. And then this was a going back and forth from the phone to the movie kind of, kind of flick. Well, so called multitasking. I multitask, you know. I, I have to keep up with our Instagram page, the news. I, I'm not, Maybe I gotta shop a little bit, you know. I don't know. I I ain't begrudging you, but was this that kind of movie for you where you're like, I don't really need to pay that much attention to get what's going on? Pretty much. Pretty much. It, it's pretty easy to keep up with the story. We have this countess that's kind of haunting these people and killing them one by one. Yeah. Which this countess Elizabeth Bathory that you know, Elizabeth Bathory, Bathory. I, she was a Hungarian countess. Mm -hmm. And this movie says, oh, she did this plantation down in the old Louisiana swamps and all this other stuff. But it's like, no, she died before America was a thing. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. yeah it's, she's supposed to be, you know, haunting New Orleans. And, you know, we finally see her house in the movie. And she's got, you know, it is New Orleans because she's got the huge cemetery in her backyard with a tower. Yeah. Which is like, okay, you know, to each their own, well, you know. Some fun, people got the cemetery, some people got the tower and the cemetery. Fun fact, the cemetery was is completely real. Yeah. The only thing that's not real is the tower. Yeah. Everything else is completely real. And it's like, that is so weird. you can tell the so tower's fake. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things about this is, even though this movie is, um, 
even though this movie had like an actual studio kind of kind of behind it, yeah. you can tell that the um, computer effects were very um, not very early in in that life cycle. I mean, it was also shot in twenty five days, so yeah, who knows how long they spent on you know the the work afterwards, post production, you know, Appa- with animation. Apparently, they worked. They actually worked a lot in post-production but there was but they ran out of money mm. um near the end that's why when we see finn die in the movie from the carriage yeah uh spoiler alert there people die in this movie yeah 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 um the that's why the carriage looks so kind of weird and bad it's because that's about the time they ran out of money because they couldn't render it to make it look any better but he needed to die because he needed something I mean, there was a couple times in the movie, I'm like, am I watching the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie? Because, like, we got the carriage, we got the, well, in this one we have the plantation, we don't have the mansion, but we have the, the cemetery in the backyard. I'm like, this is the Haunted Mansion. It's a Disney movie. It all um, ties exactly. in. Exactly. This is a better Haunted Mansion movie than the actual Haunted Mansion movie. No, no, no. No, not even close? No. Won't even give me that one? No, I, I will not. Okay, okay. Well... I, I guess we'll just kind of just jump in. Uh, what what did you not like? What did you like? Let's see. What didn't I like? It's going to be a long, uh, long video. No, no, no. It's not. I don't have a lot of things that I don't like about it. Uh, well, anything confuse you? Anything like that? Yeah, there were some confusing things. And you had been saying it throughout the movie that, um, that they had cut a lot of stuff out of theatrical release of it. Yeah. So... You know, at one point, they're talking about they need to find the plantation, and they need to see who created the game, and suddenly, they're at the plantation, and they're like, oh, okay, it, we're It's here. the third act. And it's just like, well, what happened to we need to find the person to, oh, suddenly, you know, we've driven down the street, and here's the, the plantation. Yeah. And there were other parts of the movie that felt kind of like, what just happened? You know, the, the scene ended, and we're doing something completely different. So... If you do watch it, if you can find it, watch the the uncut version because it was kind of confusing that there was a lot of things missing from the storyline. Yeah, so that's kind of the thing. This movie is... Alright, this is actually a very good example for us to kind of talk about because this happens a lot in Hollywood, um, in basically a lot of creative arts where the person who has the money tells you what you can and can't put on the screen. Yeah. Um, a, this is a good example. So the director and the writer and the the people making the movie were under the assumption this was going to be a hard this is going to be a hard R horror film, right? Yeah. And they made a R-rated horror film. There's there was blood, guts. There's not a lot of um, nudity in the I don't think there's any nudity in the movie except maybe one oh. or two scene of the zombie people. No, no, the, I don't know if you'd call it a love scene in the beginning of the movie. When, oh, okay, when, yeah, so. Loomis walks in on his roommates? Yes, yes, his roommates, where they're porking. Yeah, it, it's so weird. You if, know, you, they, if you watch the scene, that phrasing was perfect. Yes, it was, and th- I'll, I'll say that's one of the things that was weird about this movie. Okay, so you have a sex scene, like, two, three minutes into the movie starting, and the dude's wearing a pig mask? That's so weird. Yeah, that was one of those things about the movie, because I watched this when I was like 
13, 14. I don't, I don't even remember how old I was when I saw this for the first time. And I was very confused as to the, that relationship. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I was in the same boat. What the fuck did we just watch? Yeah, because... Because it, it's obviously meant to be played for, like, a joke. Oh, he thinks there's something spooky in the house, yeah. and he opens the door, and it's just his him and his... It's his roommates having some really, like, kinky sex. And I'm like, oh, it's supposed to be a laugh. And then he just kind of... So, in the uncut version, he, he just, like, chills there for a minute. Like, because he's, like, afraid to, like, l- like be by himself and leave the yeah. room. So he's just kind of, like, awkwardly, like, standing there for a second. And his roommate's like, dude, like, I'm gonna finish, like... I really wish you weren't here. And then he's like, okay, fine. And then he leaves where it's a, it's a funnier bit, but that's how you get an R rating. Yeah. And that's the thing about this movie. So back to the point I was um, trying to make is a lot of movies that get made, the people making them are under the assumption of one thing. But then when the people who put the money in, see it and they're like, yo, we can't make money off an R rating. We can make money off a PG 13. Cut this until it's a PG 13. And that's why 15 minutes of this movie is cut. Which, some of it doesn't make any sense, because, like, two big chunks of the, of that 15 minutes is, like, story stuff that's yeah. kind of, sort of, necessary. I mean, there's some other stuff that gets cut from the movie. Phineas doing deep bong rips, and um, Miller doing coke, like, lines of coke in his office. Like, those got cut. Yeah, we only got, like, one bong rip, and... That was about it. And, and, you, and we get Miller, you know, being, you know, very... Uh, jittery and nervous and paranoid. Yeah. Which... which a little manic, Which but... makes absolute sense if you knew he was on coke, but I, but I had to point that out to you. You're like, why does this guy seem like he's strung out? And I'm like, oh, because in the, in the full cut, he does, like, two lines of coke while he's playing the video game, and you're like, uh, well, makes sense. Well, also Miller in the, the movie, he's, you know... By played by actor uh, Adam Goldberg, who is also uh, in Friends. He plays Chandler's roommate in like a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. and this is how he acts in the episodes. He acts kind of crazed, manic. So I thought maybe this is just kind of like an acting style for him that he goes for these roles. I mean, it wouldn't so, surprise me. I've seen he's one of those actors that's been in a bunch of yeah. stuff. It he's not like um. I, he's kind of like one of those character actors mm-hmm. that's almost transcended being like a character actor because you recognize him in like everything. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's neither neither here nor there. But yeah, because this is but that same thing has happened to a bunch of movies where the studio sees it. They're like, we can't make money on an R rating. Cut it to PG thirteen, or we can't do this. Cut this around. Um, he who shall not be named names rhyme with Lee Harvey Weinstein. Uh, he... Oh, I thought we were talking about Voldemort, and I'm like, is Voldemort in the movie? Do I need to I be mean, scared? I mean, Weinstein might as well be the Voldemort of Hollywood. So no, he's just a pig. Yes. Well, he was famous for doing junk like that, where he would look at the movie and he'd be like, no, no, we need to cut a bunch of stuff out of this, or we need to rearrange some scenes because yeah. it, it doesn't work. Um, the Crow 2 is a big example of this, because I think he had a hand in the production of it, where they, it was a... I think it was like a two and a half hour movie and he made the guys cut an hour out of the movie to make it 90 minutes. Cause he's like, we want 90 minutes because yeah. then you can pump this at the theater a bunch of times. So they had to cut an hour worth of film from the movie. No, no. And this happens a lot over and over in Hollywood. And this is one of those victims of it, but 
it's still charming and it's still fun and I don't even I don't even care if this if the outro makes almost no sense. This was one of the movies that we had to watch together because I mean if you're a Hulu premium person, you have that, you know, that subscription, you can watch it. For on, all the rich people out there. Yeah, we're, we're not rich people, so we can't afford that. So you can watch it on Hulu. Uh, Dean and I had to, you know, search the deep web, the dark web, to find this movie. Yeah, yeah, I, go- I googled this and streaming, and it's up completely free on, like, um, Daily Motion so or something. So much searching, it, it took us a while to find it. Forever. I have the copy of the movie, I think it's sitting over there on my shelf, and it's the, it's the not the two-disc set version, because... That doesn't exist, because God knows this movie doesn't have a two-disc set version. You never know. You never know. But it, I'd have it over there. It's somewhere. I just didn't want to pull it out, because it's buried under a bunch of junk. So, we're watching the movie, and it's just about to start, and Dean's like, wait, wait, you gotta watch the, the very you know beginning scene. It, it means something, and I'm just like, okay, okay, title card, title card, uh, wait, another title card. It makes me so mad. And Dean's just sitting there pulling his hair out. He's like, all right, it's about to happen. And then we see an eye with, like, ketchup that's supposed to look like blood. And there's and a then, loud, like, bah! like a screaming noise. There's a jump scare. Could, could we get that scream again? Bah! Like yeah, that. Yeah. Got you. We get that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, did, was there, like, something on her eye that I was supposed to see, like, a clue? And he's like, no. The movie started with a jump scare, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, so I I was excited about this because um, the boo is never startled by loud noises. I don't know why. You just don't get jump scared in movies and like theaters. I whatever you you are you're you know iron willed in that way. I mean, I jump at like oh I jump at like the door slamming too hard and I'm like oh what was that? Like I'm just paranoid of sin. I'm like that this is the day I die. Somebody bursting through the walls and the Kool Aid Man's gonna kill me. He almost jumped out of his seat when we saw Batman versus Superman. That, okay. First of all, that movie was just, like, loud, and the seats rumbled because that theater we were in was kind of kind of trash. Let's be honest here. It was a very old theater, yes. Yeah. So, so every I mean, time, my, my seat didn't rumble. It's my, a my seat rumbled, and the bolts were loose. So every time they did the, brrr, you know, Hans Zimmer and one was jerking off to the synthesizer the whole like theater would vibrate and i was like oh god this is where we die i think you were probably just trembling the entire movie oh man oh man this is just a little too scary for me it's a dc movie not even but yeah so i was like oh this is kind of interesting it's one of the first it's because it's the only movie i can think of that frame like second one frame one of the actual movie is a jump scare and i was like oh i'll get i'll get the boo with this it's gonna be great because the boo is sitting on her phone during the tile cards Shopping, looking at Mandalorian stuff, you know. Hey, there's a lot of stuff from the Mandalorian to buy right now, okay? I, I gotta be vigilant and make sure I get it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it, it goes up, it it falls flat as hell, and I'm like, god damn it. Because it wasn't scary. It wasn't, no. I mean, once we get into, like, the video game, and it's, like, creepy babies or little girls that are, like, running around this mansion or this uh, plantation, mm-hmm. those are scary, I'll give you that. They're, they're very creepy. yeah. Like, that's the thing about the movie. It's, there's, it's supposed to be a slasher movie, but I dig it more because it's, there's a little bit of an atmosphere to it, but it only the feel, game stuff. It doesn't feel like a slasher movie. Yeah, I, I just don't know a good way to describe it other than that, because it, I, it is a, it's a slasher movie because there's a villain, they're going around, they're killing people, 
It's just, it's a ghost person, but it's also like a haunted video game. But it's also kind of paying homage to Psycho, because we have a character named Loomis, so Sam Loomis from Psycho. Yeah. A slasher film, uh, during some of the kills, they really pick up on, like, the, the violins, the, the strings. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like in Psycho, uh... How else was I gonna tie this to Psycho? There was something you else. Wanna, you tie everything to Psycho. We watched Starship because Psycho's an amazing movie. We watched Starship Troopers like you know what two weeks ago, and you were like before the episode. I wonder how I can tie this into Psycho. You're probably doing notes and trying to get the red yarn out, being like, "All right, is there any character named Loomis? What about Marion? Is there a crane in here somewhere?" You just never know. You never know. Honestly, I should make you watch Urban Legends Final Cut because, ooh, buddy. There's a lot of uh, psycho-related material in that film. A lot of Hitchcock-related material mm. in that film. I might enjoy it. Yeah, we'll get back to we'll get back to that next time on Guilty Pleasures Month. But but apart from Psycho, mm? uh, Hutch he did remind me of Jim from The Office, season one and two. The hair, how he dressed for work, the black sweater he wore. I'm like, this dude's trying to be Jim. I mean, this came out before The Office, I think. No, I think The Office was out around this time. What year was The Office released? <sighs> Do I really have to look it up? I mean, no, but I'm pretty sure this predates The Office. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. It's it's whatever. You look that up and I'll just keep rambling. So, I will say this, that some of the, the characters in this movie are very um, archetypical for the idea of what a gamer would be in like 2006 but like the trendy gamer kind of thing so we have hutch and he is the skinny 20 something year old who plays video games we have he might sell paper he might sell paper we have swing who's played by frankie nunez who is looks like the add the adhd riddled approximation of what a 19 year old will look like if he only played video games his entire life first episode of the office came out in march of 2005 march this came out march 2006 so boom hutches i want to be jim i i guess i guess but boo wanted us to talk about her favorite characters in the movie the the girls the um dynamic duo of abigail in october yeah oh boy yeah so we meet abigail at loomis's funeral yep and she's just, you know, walking around taking pictures. And I'm like, that's normal. That's inappropriate. A little. A little. Yeah. So Abigail's supposed to be this, you know, manic, or this kind of like, um, artsy, kind pixie, bohemian. bohemian, hippie dream girl kind of person. Like, that's how probably the writers thought she would be. And then you have October, who is like, ooh, the, 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 the goth, um, like, elvira wannabe girl and yeah. as i'm watching this i realize my god this was written by virgins oh my god this movie this movie was written by coke-headed virgins because it, the editing got real weird at the end but yeah yeah they're kind of weird yeah. abigail with her you know huge polaroid lamb camera walking around the the funeral snapping shots of everybody and then you have you know wannabe elvira being a badass with her little brother Phineas. Is is he supposed to be the little brother? I think he's the younger brother. Okay, because I think in reality, like um, the guy who plays Phineas, because I know him. He's he's one of the McPoyles from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I forget his name. 
Um, but he's like actually supposed to be like seven years older than her in real life. Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, Jimmy Simpson. But I think when spoiler when Phineas dies, um, yeah, I think she says that you know that's her little brother or might. little guy or she says something about him being you know younger than her. Yeah, I mean it's it's really irrelevant. Like these characters are not. Okay, I'm going to use the Boo's favorite line to throw at me when I go deep about movies. But these characters, they're just not that deep, bro. They're just not that deep. It's true. Yeah. Slap some quotes on there. That's me. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, I like this movie. It was good. It was a very entertaining movie. Uh, The ghosts or whoever was working for this, you know, creepy woman, uh, the countess... They were creepy. I will give you that. I thought, I'm like, oh, it's going to be super cheesy. The the ghosts or the whatever these little girl dolls are, they're not going to be that scary. No, when you see them running around in the background and you just see that shadow going by, that's pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, man, it feels really, um, I feel really bad because this movie, so it's all about a video game, right? Yeah. And you're looking at it, it's like, it has kind of an interesting concept, if not like kind of a shallow one where it's oh you're running around this plantation there's a big ass cemetery in the back it's a horror survival game uh there's a little act there's a bit of action you're shooting up you know all these zombies you're exploring the house trying to uncover this thing and fight off elizabeth yeah it's almost like if silent hill took place on a old style louisiana plantation or if they just you know expanded the sega game the house of the dead yeah, because the, I think the opening sequence is literally just House of the Dead, and they just yeah. ripped the zombies out of it. Yeah. But yeah, the but what's sad about this is that there's never there's never been a video game release of the movie, it'd which is weird. Game. Well, yeah, I don't even know if it'd be fun. I just think it'd be kind of it's interesting that this never got a movie tie-in, where it's like, granted, this movie didn't make a whole lot of money. I don't th- I don't think it did. Um, uh, I probably wrote it. Worldwide gross twenty seven million. Yeah, depending on how much this movie cost. Eh, it, and I think on Rotten Tomatoes they had like a twelve percent. Yeah, yeah it, a lot of people did not like this movie. This um, there was a grading site for like films online. I can't remember the name of the site, but when this movie was released, the theatrical version it got like a D. Yeah. Like a D grade. And then you you see the director's cut, and it's like, no, this is a C-plus movie. When we get all the context of the yeah. movie, it's like a C-plus movie. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense without all the stuff cut out of it. Yeah, and I'm, I know I'm going to keep pestering about that, but it, it's true. You know, there's just stuff in the movie that doesn't make sense. And it, it only hinders it a little bit, because you can still, you can still rock with this movie. Like, it's still... A good enough ride. I mean, were you happy with the the creepy dolls? Oh, uh, yeah. Creepy dolls are just not okay. I'm not okay with that. I mean, once we get into the Countess's uh, plantation in the movie, mm-hmm. and they're kind of just wandering around trying to figure out where they are, I had a little scare of myself. <laughs> Dean's cat, Charlie, popped up next to my leg, and I just see a little face next to my leg. A little and I thought, silhouetted in the darkness. And I thought, oh my god, one of the dolls is here to get me. <laughs> the cat meowed and i was like okay thank god you know it's just the cat but <sighs> charlie yep <laughs> damn it charlie well yeah you know so yeah it, it's a good movie you know it's 
I mean, not, you know, critically renowned, but it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Um, honestly, you could probably, we could probably rip into this movie a little bit more than we are. Um, I mean, I really don't feel the need to rip into it. Yes. It is what it is. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, this doesn't give me, because, I mean, when we were watching it, I was ripping into it as it was going along, because... I, I love the movie. I've seen it uh, countless times. I was really surprised. Enjoyed it. I, I thought yeah. you were really going to defend this. I thought, oh, oh God, my, no. I'm I, like, I'm going to hate this. And I'm like, no, it, it was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I am one of those. It, it's, it's just weird because I enjoy the film, but I am very aware of its flaws. Mm-hmm. It's... And I'll, I'll just go down the couple bullet points of the flaws. Um, the CGI does not hold up n- no. at all. The acting in some cases is pretty good. In other cases, it's kind of just kind of bad. I think the detectives are not doing their A game there. No. Uh, Miller is kind is eating the scenery just just a little bit, but that's what you'd get when you hire when you hire him. And he's, you know, using his cop talk that he's seen on, like, Law and Order, Criminal Minds. Yeah. It's just like, you know, chill out Miami Vice, you know, just do your job. Yes. And then there's also, like, some characters where they're like, oh, somebody who has no idea how to write people wrote you. Like the game store clerk. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, that's the thing. There's parts of this movie where this makes no, no, like, that's not, that's not right. That's bad. Yeah. Stop that. And there's other parts where it's just, like, charming. You know, that's the thing. The movie has... There's charming bits about the movie. I think Phineas... Granted, it's that early 2000s um, bro humor, or bro stoner humor that he employs. But, ah, he's funny. I like... Like, Jimmy Simpson is, like, really good. I like him as an actor. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Um, Frankie Nunez is is fun, but Frankie Nunez is one of those guys I remember from Malcolm in the Middle, so... Yeah, that's what I kept thinking, too, when I was watching him, you know throughout the movie i'm like i'm seeing like shades of malcolm in the middle uh big fat liar yeah agent cody, cody banks, banks. Yeah. So, like it's one of those things where you're like what the fuck is is malcolm in the middle doing like finding off ghosts yeah yeah just another day just another day in the life but yeah like that's the that's just the thing the, there's things about the movie that don't really work but eh, it's got enough charm to it I mean, production also finished on this film right before Hurricane Katrina, so... I th- this is the last film uh, shot in New Orleans yeah. before Hurricane Katrina, yeah. So it, it was kind of surreal to see, you know, hey, after... A, a pre... Um, Pre-New um, Orleans before the hurricane came. Yeah. Um, it, it's really interesting because the movie at first doesn't pin itself down to mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. And then as it goes on, you start to realize it's in the South. Yeah. Because none of the actors in the film attempt a an, a Southern accent, mm-hmm. which makes sense because I've I've met people from Atlanta. They don't they they don't have the real thick Southern drawl like you think they do in the films. They're not all from Savannah, honey. No, they just they talk like normal people. They're yeah. They're city people. Yeah. It's, not everyone yeah. has an accent from where they come from. Yeah. And, but it, it's kind of funny because you're watching it and it's like, there's, where, where is this? Cause I think I made a joke where it's like, Hey, look, boo, it's Toronto playing every city in America. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you start off in an office building and it's, it's like, it could be an office anywhere. Yeah. 
And that's why, you know, as the story progresses, like, oh, we are, you know, in New Orleans, we're in the South, you know, we're going from the city life to this, you know, secluded uh, plantation out in the middle of nowhere. That That's another tick about the movie is some things are not made very clear until like halfway through the movie which it's that's it's not supposed to be intentional it's just oh the writers didn't make that clear in the beginning yeah um granted i they might have been like oh you see this fancy mausoleum style like um cemetery at the beginning of the movie and oh that has to be new orleans or that has to be like the south somewhere but i don't know also in the game what i didn't understand why was it roses that protected them from everything didn't you hear what October said from her goth chick lit knowledge? The spirits can't pass the twig of a wild rose. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it's said in the movie. That was one of the things that wasn't cut out. I guess I'm going to have to buy some roses. Yeah. Or or just not look at your phone when the movie's playing. Whatever. Hey, so, if I want to protect myself, I better buy some roses. Yeah, there you go. I'll get you some roses. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. So yeah, there's some things about the movie that are either not explained or underexplained, mm-hmm. and some of the acting's a little uneven. And with the theatrical cut, the the some editing ch- spots get a little shaky because they're trying to hide um not okay for PG thirteen material. Yeah. And also, there's they're just missing some like story beats because. I'm guessing the studio also said you have to get this down in 90 minutes and cut out all the all the dirty stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. So, yeah. Like, that's that's basically all the bad stuff about this movie. Um, But I don't even know why. I just really like this movie. <laughs> this movie's just fun. It was entertaining. I mean, it was the first film from Hollywood Pictures in, like, five years. I so. think... Is this the last film from Hollywood Pictures? It, I think... It might be. I think... Because Hollywood Pictures was the old... Like, the old-style um, uh, film production companies from, like, the 50s or whatever. And then Disney bought them, and they used them to release, like, their adventure films. I think The yeah. Rocketeer was also a, a Hollywood Pictures production. It might have been. Yeah. And the You know, then they pushed this out. And I think they said this was the one that killed the studio. Which... I don't know. Was it the movie or was it the Countess? Might have been the Countess. Might have been the Countess. Yeah. Might have said the prayer at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, the Countess and like the stuff she did was real, so that might there might be spooky stuff there. It could be. Yeah. But no, there you go. That's uh, that's stay alive. I'm sorry, this isn't gonna be an hour long tirade, but uh, I don't know. I ain't got a lot to bad. That's just the kind of movie this is. It's you know more of a kind of let's have fun and be spooky a little spooky at the same time yeah yeah it's it's not like twilight because twilight there was just a lot more to to look at well twilight was also based off a novel so and that was most of our conversation yeah. is, does this happen in the book does this happen in that Star- no but you have to explain to me the context of this because i don't know what's going on and starship troopers has a lot of action in it so you can talk about there's also scenes. a lot of themes and other yeah. stuff underneath the surface and, and romeo and juliet is, is, a is play. yeah well it's also shakespeare and like yeah that's a whole thing in and of itself where this is original idea i think it was the director and writer's first bat at um like a movie with a budget yeah a lot of these actors, this was, like, their breakout, like, movie role. Um, I think Frankie Muniz might have been the 
biggest name? Definitely. I think. Because everyone else in the cast, apart from, uh, was it Detective Thibodeau? Uh-huh. Because I recognize him from other things, but I think Frankie Muniz was the, the yeah. star. Well, there's, well, I mean, yeah, he's also barely in it. Yeah. I mean, there's, but there's like three actors in this movie that you can actually point and say, oh, they did stuff after this. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of them got like super big off this movie and like yeah, you can see why it's it's just a it's kind of a low budget e slasher movie with a, like a pretty good amount of polish yeah but yeah okay i think that's that's actually about it that's pretty much all i can go on about unless you have specific questions no i i mean apart from what i asked you you know hey how did they get from a to b you know, and my they, answer is watch the watch the director's cut. Yeah, so. just just like um, Daredevil. Why is Daredevil so bad? It's not bad on the director's cut. I don't know about that, but did you enjoy our guilty pleasures group? Honestly, I did. Um, I'm not gonna lie. This was actually really fun. I would hope we return to this sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll we'll have to add that into our schedule somewhere. Yeah. Um. Mostly, I kind of liked being able to watch movies that were a lot more personal to you rather than maybe not trendy, but a lot more known kind of things. Yeah. Cause you know, we watch movies that granted we watch movies that were more themed for, or well known yeah. for Christmas and Halloween and all that stuff. But this, was, but this was interesting. This was really nice. Yeah. So we'll do that again in the future. I hope we don't watch any more Twilight movies, though. Um, you I'm just kinda never done, know. Kind of done with that shit. You never know. It's pretty bad. So, next week is February. It is February. Yeah, it's just flying by. It is, and that's going to bring us into our Valentine's Day month. It is. So, it's not going to be a traditional Valentine's Day because nothing is traditional with us. So, that's my first pick. Yes. Is. What do you got? So, next month. Next week, actually, we are going to be doing Rebel Without a Cause. My all-time favorite movie. Is it now? I had no idea. It's not like you've told me this a million times. You never listen to me. I never, not even once. But yeah. And it's also James Dean's birthday next week, so I thought, why not do that and celebrate Rebel's 65th anniversary in cinema history? Jesus, 65 years. 65. Huh. Yeah, man, I just realized, yeah, that's a, that movie is hella old. Yeah, 1955. Hmm. All right. Well, I can't wait to watch it. I'm a big fan of classic Hollywood, classic cinema. James Dean's a cool guy. And uh, this movie is pretty good from what I uh, I understand. I mean, you've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it maybe once or twice before. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think this was one of the movies we watched together when we first started dating, yeah. and I don't think I've watched it since. So and it's I been a long it time. time so. Yeah, I know. I watch Starship Troopers all the time, but you know. Yeah, it happens. I love you too. But right. that's I, it at the film club. Yeah, I think we're going to end it there. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. Peace.